Welcome to My Amazing Woman Behind the Amazing. I'm James C. Taylor. We're glad to have you. And what this is, is an opportunity for us to let you know how things work behind the scenes and get to know some of the cast and crew of the show. It's also a way for us to vamp to try and get some time to finish episode two. Uh, when I started the podcast, I did not realize that you were supposed to have several episodes in the bank before, before you start, so we need a little time to get caught up. So we're going to give you a little peek at how My Amazing Woman came about, and before we do that, let me take care of this. I want to give a shout out to a friend of mine, Martin Gould, the author of The Customer Store, Find the Best Customers for Your Business. It's a book about niche marketing, which allows you to focus your ad dollars on the people who really are receptive to what you have to say. So that's at Amazon.com, and you can go and check that out. And the other thing that I have to tell you about is the Fiction Podcast Weekly Newsletter from thepodcasthost.com. If you like audio drama and the fact that you're listening to this suggests that you might, then head on over to thepodcasthost.com slash fictionpodcastweekly, all one word, to get weekly updates on what's going on in the entire world of audio drama delivered right to your inbox. That's thepodcasthost.com slash fictionpodcastweekly. Tell them that My Amazing Woman sent you. Now, that won't actually get you anything, but do it anyway, and it'll freak them out. So joining me now is Nicole Beharrell one of our talented cast and crew, although she will point out that technically she isn't cast because I didn't cast her. <laughs> uh, you may recall her voice. I haven't forgotten that, James. <laughs> Nor have I, unfortunately. <laughs> um, you may recognize the voice from the commercials that we inserted for ourselves in the My Amazing Woman show. Thank you, Nicole, for doing this with me. Um, do you want to describe what your roles on the show are? Yeah, sure. Thank you for having me. Um, as James said, my name's Nicole, and I do basically the voice mixing. So once all of our lovely cast have done all of their recordings, they're all sent separately, and then I pick through them, get them into some kind of order, and then I send them over to James. And she just doesn't send them so that I can enjoy them in, in the privacy of my home. I actually do stuff <laughs> with them after that, you know, like sound effects and things. But anyhow... Her role is very crucial in, in this respect, that the placement of the voices next to the voices and making sure the voices sound at least close to like they're in the same room helps keep the illusion of the, the audio play. And in our yeah. case, our voices are not in the same room. Mm. They're not even in the same country, as in fact, you and I are not in the same country. No, uh, that, that's a surprise to people. especially to have this conversation <laughs> with you. <laughs> Uh, oh, by the way, um, talking about conversations with you, I need to point out that I I have a day job, by the way. Uh, as a matter of fact, pretty much everybody on this cast has a day job. But in my day job, they've listened to the show, and people asked me if your accent was really your accent. And I assured really? them that you really are from really uh, the am. UK, and you really do sound like that. Truthfully, I really do sound like this. Sometimes I wish I didn't, but no, it is a real voice. The other thing that I had to, I can do. The other thing that I had to assure them is that uh, you're not quite over the bend the way that you are the commercials. That that that's that's acting. Kind of you, because we all know that I really am. But now going back back to you saying, yes, there's certainly all these different voices and some of our cast do several takes as well so it's kind of picking out 
take that goes well with the other actor that they're talking to in that scene. Um, and of course, we have things like where an actor might be on TV in the case of our reporter reporting from the volcano. So mm-hmm. they had to sound like they was on a television. So I kind of adjusted our um, friend, the actor of Dr. Calculus, Ken. We worked did quite a lot of work on his together, really, didn't we, to try and make it sound like he was in some kind of suit. Right. So there's sort of all sorts of faffing around that we do with the voices as well. Right. <laughs> That's what I like to call it. That's the technical term. That's the, yes, the technical term. All right. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't tell me that one in broadcast school, but the, but you know I was sleeping half the time anyway. So um, okay, I, you've been doing some form of audio for a long time because I've met you. What was it about ten years ago? Oh, it must be more than that, actually, thinking okay. about it. It's, it's a bit scary to think of, but we first came to know each other through twerps, didn't we? Right, right. Um, now, I think that must be more than 10. 15, maybe? Okay. It's a um, scary to think about, isn't it? But yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's certainly been a long time. It has been right. a long time that I've had the pleasure of your friendship. And, and the thing yeah. is, is we worked on one of their one of their series there they did a um, a fan series of the green hornet and we yes. worked on that pretty much in the exact same manner that we're working now in that yes. um, uh, they had you yeah. cut together all the dialogue and then had me put the um, uh, sound effects behind it and master it yes so. yeah and i think i actually had a part in that one james yeah, yes, you did. yes you, you, you did yes <laughs> you did have a part oh man <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we, yeah we, no. we 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 got to get you. We got to get you in soon. Um, here here is here. I have sort of made a deal with our um, voice director, uh, Mark Bauer, and that's a little different role than voice editor um, because he he tries to get them to say the words at least approximately the way that they're supposed to be said in the first place, even mm-hmm. if they do give you multiple takes, so that the multiple takes are at least somewhere in the vicinity of what they're supposed to sound like yeah so um i I have a deal i believe in place with him that between episode two and episode three you'll get to do something (laughs) and i don't don't just mean the commercials no not a suitcase (laughs) but i was practicing that one (laughs) open Close. Close. Open. Open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, all right. And yeah, so, so that's time. how far back uh, you and I go. But how far back do you go in audio production? Probably just not much further, further back than that. I kind of I first got into voice acting. Um, basically, I wanted to do computer games. I wanted to be a voice actor on a computer game. That's how it very, very, very first started. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of uh, looking into that, I discovered the world of online, basically kind of amateur productions. Mm-hmm. And that's how I found Twerps. And I kind of got in contact with Doug through there. Um, sorry, not Doug, Jim. Jim, <gasps> yeah. Poor Jim. Sorry, Jim. Jim and Doug are both part of Twerp, and um, I'm sure they'll forgive you for confusing one for the other. Oh, I hope so. Poor guys. But anyway, so I got in contact with Jim, and I sort of started working with Twerps, and I was really lucky that I got all sorts of other roles as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did reach a point where I kind of called myself a very lucky amateur because I started getting paid work. Um, and I did some computer games. Um, I've done some animations. Um, and I'm trying to think back because I did stop for a short time because I, I became unwell. Um, mm-hmm. But I did do um, audiobooks. And I actually hired you 
didn't I, to be my Santa Claus and one of the audio books that right, I did. right. There, it was, it was, it was post Green Hornet, and yeah. you needed yeah. someone to do Santa Claus. And was it Ken who told you that I, I did a, a decent Santa Claus, or did I no, just volunteer no, I, myself? I yeah, I literally just put on Facebook. Do any of my voice actor friends want to be Santa Claus? And you responded. So well, <laughs> there we went. But that was my biggest. That's it's the audio books that got me into doing um, editing. Because I did all of the, I, I voiced the whole thing. It was a single mm -hmm. voice apart from where I needed a deep male Santa Claus that I couldn't do. Um, but it was just my voice. I did all of the sound effects, all of the mixing, literally everything on that, on those. I think I did about five of the books in the end. But then I kind of reached a point where I just had to stop. And mm -hmm. I stopped for a few years. And then... Um, you invited me to a new group called Hey Daddy-O and said, look, I've got an idea. And I thought, well, why not? Let's <laughs> let's give you a hand. And Roll the dice and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it's a funny thing because I honestly believe that if things had not fallen the way that they did with, with your health at the time of your audition, that you would have actually had a part. But when you auditioned for the show, and I don't know if people can tell this in the commercials, you you had like some sort of congestion. Yes, I was really unwell. <laughs> I had like really, really bad sinusitis for I think six weeks all in all. Actually Ken did message me and I said, I really he said, I really liked your um the adverts you were doing, but did you have a cold? And I thought, Oh my god, is is it that obvious that I'm bunged up? But yeah, I wasn't I wasn't in top form, shall we say. <laughs> Well, but the thing is, is that you were because we we you auditioned for us, and Mark and I listened to your audition, and yes, it no me knowing what you sound like, it, it was definitely clear to me that you had a cold, and for whatever reason, you were like having some trouble with what I had written or something. But basically, you gave this incredible audition where you simultaneously audition and put down everything that you did and it just cracked me up. And yes, I just, I just chatted fell over. throughout my audition tape, didn't I? I was like, oh, hi, how are you doing? This is what I'm doing. I'm not feeling very well, so this is what I'm going to do. Yes, and then you said, I all right, like and, and now, I'm going, now I'm going to do an American voice and then, wait, my American voice is rubbish, so you're not going to get to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay. I, I, loved, I, loved, I loved that energy. And it's like, I have, to, I have to get this in the show. And it's like, I had, I had always planned to do some sort of commercials, you know, fake commercials for the pilot, yeah. because the pilot really was a, a pilot. The pilot, the pilot really was the per for the purpose of trying to get some funding so that we could do it right. And then all kinds of things happened and we ended up getting to be able to put it on without trying to fish for some funding first. Mm. And, but, but it had always been, always been my, Part, my point rather to um, have some sort of commercials in there just to break it up so that when we were showing this to prospective investors they could hear what it would sound like with you know paid commercials yeah. in there yeah and so i don't intended to do something that's like well i know that me as a performer is only so funny and that when i did commercials uh, on the radio i almost always got the best response when I was the straight man to uh, the various uh, female announcers that I worked with back in that day. And it's like, 
Okay, I have someone who is wonderfully, marvel marvelously genuine and funny as all get out. Um, <laughs> this would be the perfect opportunity to use her, and people maybe in short doses won't notice that um, she could use a decongestant. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wrote a few things up, and I showed them to you, and you thought they were at least halfway decent, and you that got inspired, and you wrote some things up yourself, <laughs> and ta-da, there were the commercials that went inside the show. Yeah, uh, so and they, I, were, they were really good fun as well because they're they're actually, um, you know, the whole show is just individual lines sent in and put together, but our adverts are recorded kind of live. If that makes sense, it is literally the recording of us two speaking together, which I think is really <laughs> nice. You can really get the bounce back from each other, which yeah, I really like our little adverts. And and the thing is, is that we we didn't really intend it that way, but it kind of came out at least for me, for me to like trying to be lazy because I, I had so many hats to wear on this. That's like you know, I'm going to hold my professional recording microphone right here and while we run through because because it, it was the commercials as they came out were actually supposed to be run-throughs we were just supposed yes. to run through yeah, it try were. and see how we were going to read it mm. but i set my mic and said and i told you this is what we're going to do we're gonna, i'm going we're going to go ahead and and read it through but i'm going to record us reading it through in the yeah. off chance that the audio was good and i won't wouldn't have to go back sit down and do it again and when mm. i told you that you said that's a capital idea. Of course, you didn't say it like that, but you said some sort of thing, Britishy thing like that, that, that you agreed that it was a good idea. And you went and got your regular mic and we recorded us doing a run through. And it, I think it came out actually yeah, quite well. Worked. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> it was really funny. I know that the, the one thing, though, was you was so quick at sort of chopping through each one and I had to keep going stop let me just get the next script before we start recording the next you were going three two no <laughs> well, well, I don't that, know what I'm saying that, that comes that comes from my background and um we'll get into my background in another episode of behind the scenes yes. or behind the amazing or whatever I said the name of this was at the beginning I think I said it was behind the amazing um yes. we'll get into my background at some point because I'm uh uh, you know, it's really easy to interview myself. I know where I'm at all the time, but really, well, I usually know where I'm at all the time, but <laughs> <laughs> at any rate, um, oh, now I've completely lost my train of thought right, right off the side you of the track there. You can interview yourself. No, before that. Oh, I can't remember what we were talking about before that. Yeah. See, there you I go. Don't, I don't keep track of things. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, that's one of the many reasons why it's not only my amazing woman, but it's amazing that it made it all the way to Podbean. Because <laughs> uh, I, I am really distracted right now. But at any rate, um, it was it was good fun doing that. And we managed to um, uh, get it all together to work. Mm -hmm. And... Read-throughs are important, um, although you didn't take part of the read. I didn't, and I was no. so gutted not to be there. Gutted, should I have said that? Does anybody well, know what that means? Well, well yes, uh, enough, Amer enough Americans watch like Doctor Who and stuff. They they, they know when you oh, say something okay. that's kind of British and still what it means. Uh, but um, but gutted is actually just kind of, yeah, you were disappointed. I was yeah. rather disappointed that I wasn't there. But well, unfortunately, having a three-year-old and being up recording at midnight is is not something I'm quite keen on. And, and that was that was kind of the weirdness of the the cast. We have cast members in Australia, we have cast members in the UK, and we have cast members actually to the um, north, south, east, west, west of me in the Central Time Zone, including uh, Ken, 
and, and uh, Lana Garcia, who plays Anna Cat, that um, uh, there was only like one time on the calendar where everybody might possibly be awake at the <laughs> same time. <laughs> so I, mean, I uh, have to admit, I'm actually in my pajamas right now. <laughs> oh, that's funny because I'm in your week. pajamas too. <laughs> I thought it was a bit tight in here. <laughs> oh. You know what? Um, I think maybe we'll take a break and regroup <laughs> and maybe approach something approaching sense. We'll do that right after this. Okay. <laughs> and we're back with My Amazing Woman Behind the Amazing. This is James C. Taylor. And with me again is Nicole Bejaro. And mm-hmm. we are talking with her about the show and about her experiences and about pretty much anything else she wants to talk about and i do want to ask you uh what you thought about the show both from the finished product once we actually put it all together and as you were working on it and getting to hear the takes that the cast members did and so forth it was all right (laughs) (laughs) well that's good to know good to know i was aiming for mediocre yeah it was really exciting actually and it was really nice obviously coming from the beginning seeing the script it was such a shame I wasn't there for the read through I can imagine that was really exciting hearing hearing your lines kind of coming to life um but yeah funny thing about that but we'll circle back come on okay um and yeah they're getting the lines coming through and certainly I think what really hit me when putting the lines together was the humor came out a lot more um, you could really hear those jokes and the humor coming out. And then, you know, once then I heard the final, mm-hmm. um, f- final, I can't even think of my words. The final well, thing. Yes. The final thing. Yes. <laughs> the technical final term. thing. Um, yeah, it was, it was just so lovely. It really was. And it was also lovely just how excited everyone, particularly you, was about it and yeah it, I don't know it just feels like kind of starting this huge thing that's going to be I don't know just this journey that's going to be so much fun to be on definitely you know I I, I have no idea where where we'll be a year from now mm. two three years from now but just that episode and it up being up and it being available on Poppy.com and iTunes and Google and, you know, I'll stop shilling it for a moment. But (laughs) you you can pretty much find it anywhere there is a podcast. And if you can't find it where you go for a podcast, send me an email. Uh, You can send it to heydaddyoaudio at lightning-man.com. And I'll I'll get it there because a couple (laughs) cast members said, hey, I actually listened to pods on this. Can you get us there? And it's like, "Uh, I guess I can. And I went in and I have accounts at like every podcast place in the universe except pandora so i so i guess i need to add that to my arsenal but um at any rate i was saying something about something i was talking about uh let's see i said put, ladies and gentlemen <laughs> this is why i need other people because <laughs> things just fall out of the head here uh, we were talking about you. Uh, oh, the, uh, a big, a big thing, and it's exciting. Come together, and um, when I heard the final mix, not as the pieces parts, because when I'm when I'm putting in the effects, I'm just kind of listening to where this sound needs to go and what sounds are missing. And mm. by the way, uh, even though Nicole 
did the dialogue part. She also was my kind of tester on the sound part. And if you think that there's any fullness or sweetness to the audio, it's because she would suggest, well, why don't you add this here? And why don't you put that there? (laughs) Except she didn't sound like the... Wicked Witch of the West, like I just did for some reason. Which is where the little in joke we have about doors not sounding like a door comes from, because your your doors, I was like James, all your right. doors sound like they're closing. Yeah, yeah every the, single the, door. The, 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 this 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 is a, a special just for the cast because there were a couple <laughs> posts that I did in our super secret private group where we try and work everything out and get every get everybody together. I posted several different things about Nicole and doors and. <laughs> Either they thought I was saying that, you know, she liked Jim Morrison and the Doors, or they, they couldn't figure out what it was. And what it was was that I got myself in a hurry and just grabbed the first sound effect that I could find that said door open. But for whatever reason, <laughs> this, this sound that said it was a door open sounded for all the world like a door slamming shut. Yes, so people <laughs> were opening doors by closing doors, and it was very confusing. <laughs> and she pointed this out to me, and so I had to go. And in the first episode, there are a lot of doors. <laughs> so, I, so well, because everybody keeps coming in and out of the, the yeah, um, hotel room. Yeah, out, and then I'm like, I'm sure this person's meant to be leaving now. Why, why is the door closing? <laughs> so I, I comb through the library that we have access to, all on the Creative Commons Zero, for those people who are worried about me pilfering other people's work. All, and I'll put this out here on the record so you have it, all of the sound effects in the show are either recorded by me personally or Creative Commons Zero. So they don't even need to be attributed. I Mm. will give a shout out, I believe in episode two, and I know I will in episode three, to where I get them from, which is freesounds.org. But they're all Creative Commons Zero, so I'm not stealing anybody's work. They were put out there so that amateur and fledgling productions such as ours mm. uh can actually sound halfway decent yeah, so anyhow i went I through used to use for the audiobooks uh, it, zeros. yeah yeah and so i found a door that actually sounded like a door and the, <laughs> the door opening on the show improved a thousand percent you could actually tell when you people know what were i think coming it made in the show i yes. don't think it would be anywhere near as successful as it is now without decent doors yes it's the key to everything yes <laughs> well, wouldn't the key be the key to the doors? And then the oh, door would be the door to everything. There you go. We can't open the doors without the keys. <laughs> and so it goes on. <laughs> and so it goes. And so it goes. Um, so so that's where the uh, the door joke came from, cast members who actually are listening to this thing. And we hope that they're listening. Um, we so. also hope that they're recording you, so that we can get so the next episode more. done. Can but, I just say, uh, yes. if any of your cast members want to add any little chatty bits to your recordings that you're sending to me, please feel free because I love it. Oh. Um, say hello. Uh, yeah, if they just want to talk to you, they can. Uh, and, 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 and some of the um, uh, folks like to do ad libs and some of the ad libs and i'm not going to tell you which because i want everybody to think mm. that everything every word was my brilliance uh some of the ad libs <laughs> actually made that into the show so yes there was some um, that were really good yeah. yeah uh you know i i'm not one of those dictatorial um alfred hitchcock the Al, uh the the actors are cattle kind of guy i will let i will let you play around with it a lot as long as you don't ruin my plot point by your improvisation so um <laughs> So, uh, but at any rate, that's a, I mean, well, this is shop talk, so I guess we can do some shop talk, but this kind of seemed a little extra shop talky. Um, shop talk on top of shop talk. Yes. Uh, so uh, you, you like the show. 
Um, and... I did very much, very, very much. And I was privy to read not only the next episode script, but episode number three. And I'm so excited about where it's going. I really am. It's it's just, it's funny, but it's also tense as well. I was quite surprised by, you know, the tension that's going to be coming. Am right, I allowed right. to say that or should I yeah, say no, yeah, You can, because um, this is kind of a, a, a teaser and hint and it'll keep people mm. interested in coming back to actually listen to the show. Um, we have We have two shows written. The second show is in production. And... Well, well, we have three shows written because one is already done. But we hit, we finished the third script uh, as of this recording the night before, and or at least we got the first draft of the first script the night before, and so we know what the next two shows at least are going to be about. Yes. And this third show is a little different than the mm-hmm. the first two in that this is probably the first show that has some of a superhero plot. Yeah. Yeah. Um and 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 that's one of the things about this mixed genre of the mm. show is that you can do a little bit of pretty much every kind of plot that all the all of the um uh different uh drama slices are in. You can you can do a plot that focuses in entirely on the romance you can do a plot that in fact entirely focuses on the comedy you can do a plot that entirely focuses on the superheroics and you can put pieces of all all of it together that's one of the things that made doing this show attractive to me but i'm gonna stop there because yeah um, on the next one of these (laughs) of the interview subject is going to be me and nicole's actually going to be asking me things like that and i might as well not do that now when i can do that then yeah i'll tell you what it reminded me of Um, yes if you take all three scripts um, into consideration, it reminds me a bit of Doctor Who, that kind of humour, but also tension and very strange things happening and very day-to-day things happening. Do you, does that make sense? Yes, yeah, it, it does. And, and, and I appreciate that it even uh, remotely reminds you of it. Uh, I am a very big fan of doctor who my my first doctor was tom baker but i even watched uh, uh several of the the um pertwee years i i have seen uh hartnell and, and troughton but the shows that i saw with any sort of continuity and actually knew what was going on and, and saw the entire serials uh i started with baker but then the local pbs station went back to uh, pertwee and, and i came i've come all the way forward to to now and yeah. since you brought it up and since you know you actually live over there in the land of doctor who uh who, which one is your favorite doctor tom baker and i actually have um i knitted a replica of tom baker's scarf following <laughs> the same color scheme as well and it was 12 foot long and i did that <laughs> for my for my friend's birthday i'll have to try and find a photo and send it to you but um yeah i have i might have to do that again Maybe that can be your present for finishing series one of Amazing Woman as I'll meet you at Tom <laughs> Baker's scarf. <laughs> but no, definitely, he's my favorite. Would you like a jelly baby? <laughs> he has he has a tremendous voice too, Baker. He's does. wonderful. I, I, I love yeah. his voice. Um, and Baker, Tom Baker, because there were two of them. Uh, Baker is mine, uh, my favorite as well. Uh, since they brought it back, of the guys and gals since they brought it back, do you have any that you particularly enjoyed? 
it is nice to uh, i mean i'll be honest with you i don't really watch doctor who you don't watch the, I'm the, the not new a one massive doctor who fan i'm british so i know a lot about it right because i'm pretty sure it's genetic but, um, <laughs> it's the law you must it is the know law. something about doctor who people you know the the police they knock on the door and they say have you been watching it <laughs> um, you know you get your passport taken away if you haven't been watching doctor who they take away your pa- anyway <laughs> um it was nice to see a female doctor mm-hmm. who my my friend who i actually knitted the scarf for he is a massive fan massive massive fan he knows mm-hmm. everything he knows the name of all the extras you know he's that deep <laughs> into it um and i remember saying to him once is there a reason why there's never been a female doctor and he said well Technically, no, there isn't a reason. So, to, yeah, to see a female doctor was actually quite quite nice. Yeah, awesome. I like that. Awesome. Um, now, one thing that I've discovered in talking with you about various things in the script and so forth and working on the show is that you also know a lot of American television. And yes. are there any particular American shows that you're fond of? Oh, probably loads, but trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, I am a big Star Trek fan. Okay. I am a bigger Trekkie than I am any, I am a sci-fi lover and mm-hmm. I am probably a Trekkie above all others. You're more of a Trekker than a Whovian? I'm more of a Trekker than a Whovian. Yeah, definitely. But don't, okay. don't, just don't tell. You've got to keep <laughs> quiet or they're going to kick well, me out well, of the country. Well, keep it a secret. Just don't tell anyone. The Queen personally comes over with a sword and stabs you. <laughs> she keeps it in her purse. She, <laughs> she, likes, she likes to stab people with it. Anyway, <laughs> what do you think? Why, why do you think Prince Philip finally went? <laughs> Are you going to get in trouble for this? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, oh. I'm trying to think. I like, I'll tell you what's interesting is I prefer the American version of The Office than the British version. The British version, I hate. I hate it. Really? With a passion. I, oh, it's awful. But I love the American version. I just love it. And Parks and Recreation, I really love. Um, big fan of that. So definitely American comedies. Yeah. Well, if I can just pry into that a little bit, it has mm. absolutely nothing to do with the show whatsoever, but I, I, I find that fascinating. <laughs> um, is it the difference between um, uh, Ricky Gervais, Gervais, Definitely. excuse me, and um, uh, oh goodness gracious, uh, now is excuse me, the guy, whatever his uh, name played, is. played 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 <laughs> Maxwell Smart. I know his name. Why is it Steve, escaping me? Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Yeah. Steve Carell. Yes, yeah. Steve Carell. Um, I think Rick, I think the Ricky Gervais version is done. You don't like him. There's nothing about him that is likable. He is a dislikable character. Right. Whereas the Steve Carell version, you warm to him. You do, you know, everything's done in quite a, a warm way, if that makes sense. Okay. Also, the Ricky Gervais version actually reminds me very much of a manager I used to have uh, who was just <laughs> like him. And so when I watch him, I just think, oh, my God, he's just like that man I used to work for. And I just I just can't bear it. I really I cannot bear it. <laughs> I, I, I'm doing this again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was the kind of person who would like tell a joke and then laugh, and all, and the rest of you would just be kind of standing there, like I don't even know what the joke was. What are you even talking about? Yeah, it was just oh, cringy. <laughs> it makes me cringe. Okay. Just thinking about. 
you know, it doesn't happen as much as it used to because now we can now we can just take BBC shows and just put. Well, I mean, we could even back in the seventies because Masterpiece Theater used to go over and get BBC shows and then put them on American public television. But there were an, there was a tradition in Hollywood of taking UK shows and retooling them for US actors and so forth. Uh, I don't like it when that's done, apart from The Office. Um, really? I'm, I'm, uh, have you ever heard of Red Dwarf? I've not heard of Red Dwarf. Red, you, you'd really love it. You really would. It's a science fiction show. It's so funny. It is mm-hmm. so, so funny. And um, it started in 1986. And... I love it. That is the thing that I'm a huge fan of. And they did try mm-hmm. to take that over to America and it didn't work. It really didn't. And they did the same. Uh, what's the other program? Uh, the IT crowd. That was another one they tried to Americanize. They took Chris O'Dowd over to America with them, who was in the British version. But again, it just didn't, it just didn't work. I, to be honest, I don't know if you think the same, but I think American and British humor can be quite different. Yes, and yes, I don't it can. Think they translate well when you try to turn one into the other. And I think the same the other way around. If British people try to do American shows, I, I don't think it works. I can't think of an example, but 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 there were there were several that I don't know how big they were when they were in uh, in, in in Britain, but they they did come over here and were were great hits a lot of people don't realize that that the american show all in the family goes back to um uh uh great britain i'm trying to remember now what was the name of the um uh, british show from which the situation was basically pulled but uh oh is that um oh that's the one with Alf Garnet in it. What? Hold yeah, on. I, no, I, I think that's what was it. That program with Alf Garnet. I, in it? I, 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 I don't know. I just remember that it was. Um, and and then there, then there are several. But actually, you know, I said that you know that doesn't happen that much anymore. But I'm presently watching what where it happened right now. You had a sitcom over there that I absolutely adored. Till death do us part. Sorry. Yes. Till death do us part. That was the show. Yes, that was it. You're right. <laughs> Uh, and you'll see that in teeny weeny print in in the um, credits of uh, All in the Family uh, yeah. that it was based on that. Um, but there's a show right now on, in American TV that was based on a show over there called Miranda, which starred Miranda Hart. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't know they did. Yeah, yeah, they, of that. that that's been ad- uh, adapted for Mian Bialik as yeah. uh, Call Me Cat, I think. Or I, oh, okay. Yeah, and oh, I'll, have, I'll have to look at that. I'll be interested yeah. Well, to see well, the thing is, though, how much did you like Miranda? I did quite like it. Yeah, it's then you funny, might not want to. One... You, you might not want to watch it. Then not that it's bad because it's it's not bad. But yeah, but I'm just wondering because I think the thing is when it. I think they translate well if they make it their own, like with The Office. Well, okay, the Ricky, there you the Ricky go. Ricky Gervais character is horrible. There's there is nothing likable about him. But they didn't do that with Michael Scott. He is a warm, likable person. He's annoying and he's cringy and he's an idiot. But. There's something lovely about him, and he cares for people. Right. Um, and I then you may, you may like changes. it because there is there there are there are differences and more than superficial differences because you know how many women in the world could could play Miranda like Miranda? I mean, Miranda Hart's something like eight feet tall or something, right? Yeah, very very <laughs> posh, very Johnny Hawkins as well. Yeah, and and and, and, and is is a very talented lady, but she's mm. she's not that so no. you know like some of the jokes that miranda would do at her own expense don't really make sense for someone who's you know like half as tall so yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but at any rate, it uh, looks like um, uh, I've actually overstayed our time. So I'm going to go ahead and finish up this now. Thank you, Nicole, for doing this. Thank and thank you also in advance for turning around and turning the tables on me. And the next time that you hear something, if we don't actually have the show ready by then, you'll probably hear her interviewing me. But again, thank you. This is My Amazing Woman Behind the Amazing, and I'm James C. Taylor. And yes, we're working on it. We'll get your show as soon as we can. (laughs) Thank you, everybody.